Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. You know, somebody said something to me today, Mr. Producer. They said, Joe, why are you always talking about election fraud? <laughs> are you kidding me? Really? Are you even asking me that Terrible question? Terrible question. Terrible question. Wee-woo, wee-woo. <laughs> Don't you play it? No. Okay. No. The reason why I concentrate on election fraud is because we have to work the problem, not the symptoms of the problem. See, the symptoms are what keeps the holes in the boat. We're running around trying to plug the holes. CRT, gender fluidity, all those things. But all of those things are possible because we've allowed them to thrive and compromise other parts of our society, specifically the government, specifically the judiciary, the legislative branch. And I also said today that it's easy for the radical left to lie and say that they are a conservative and stand in the way and be obstructionist because that's what they do is lie. It's much harder for a Republican to go and be a Democrat because it's been said that, hey, why don't you just have a bunch of conservatives go over and be Democrats? I'd have to compromise my integrity, compromise my character. I'd have to stand up and, and let babies get murdered. I'd have to let all those things happen. I'd have to be okay with the amount of evil that that side represents. And I'm just not that guy. And we're not those people. But we trust people. Well... A lot of things have come out over the last couple of days, 2,000 mules. And so we're joined by a guest who put it all on the line, is running for office, and frankly, has done everything he can to stand up unselfishly for others. Welcome to the show, Representative Tim Rantham. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, Joel. Absolutely. And what did I say before? You're like, I got all this stuff going on. I was like, listen, we have to have faith and act in that faith. That's the only requirement. I uh, appreciated your comments about election integrity. It continues to be, not just in Wisconsin, the number one issue of all the people I talk to. We need accountability. We need closure. We need to have trust in the process or we will not have elections that are fair we will have selections that will be unfair and our country will continue to fail and fall and we will lose our republic. How much more important does the matter need to be for anybody to get this? I was on this thing now for 19 months and I called it out crystal clear a long time ago. And the 71 slide report on my website for my office laid out the court case that is now coming to fruition. I am so grateful to True the Vote and Catherine and Greg, and the seven investors, including my good friend, Bill Rands, who helped make that movie possible to help fund True the Vote, to do their cell ping data, and to qualify why those 500 drop boxes that were authorized by the Speaker of the Assembly of Wisconsin and the Majority Leader, Scott Fitzgerald at the time, that was an illegal action on their part, should have never happened, and now we know why. The, the ballot drop boxes were used in illegal fashion and it changed the outcome of the election in Wisconsin and not just Wisconsin. So, so, so let me ask you a question, if I, if I can, if I can be so bold. And, yes, and I think that the, the, obviously the, the, the walls are closing in on them, but we're left with this still lingering mainstream media of propping up and saying there's nothing to see here. Matter of fact, there was a Good Morning America special about the county clerks and recorders. A couple of them in Colorado says they feel unsafe using literally the, the language that I've used because of the attacks that have come on me personally, that they have to get bulletproof glass because Republicans are so dangerous because people that are looking for election integrity 
uh, all of a sudden they're going to go nuts on them. When the only thing that's really happened is the radical left have attacked those of us who have been looking for accountability. So, so, so let, me, let me ask you this, based on that, that, that good morning America and everything else. Have, have, do you think that we are the type of people that, based on this, that we'll just go out there and get violent and just start shooting people? We as Republicans? Yeah, as, as conservative Christians. As No, no, absolutely not. Just the opposite. We've been trying to t- tell them the story and show them the evidence all along. They're embracing the, the lie, their lie, and they're embracing fear. Fear is the controlling factor here. So anything they can do to incent fear, they got to get you afraid of something first, and then they got to point to who to blame for it. That's, that's, what, that's a political ploy. That's all about what they're doing here. And so... I continue to blaze trails with truth and transparency and fact and data, and I keep pushing. Um, I don't know how to, how to address the media's apathy and or indifference here or their continual deflection of truth, but they're running out of options that's, here that's because the truth continues to come out. And I think that's just a matter of time, and that's, they're panicked now, so it's getting worse. So, Well, and the panic, you know, I said yesterday that I believe that we, they've declared war on us because they're ignoring all of the evidence. And so they're, they're literally declaring war on the American way of life by ignoring all of the evidence. They are basically saying that we are going to take the American way of life and throw it out the window. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's almost daring people to do something. And frankly, Tim, that the reason why I have a problem with that is that when people get to a point where they've done all the talking, they've exhausted all the talking, the only thing left to do is to throw these people out physically walk in and throw them out. I didn't say violently, but I will tell you that there is no recourse because there is no, we've been compromised. Our judiciary has been compromised. And, and so I had a conversation with someone before and I was like, I, please, please, I hope that that's not the case. I hope that that is not the place that we've gotten to. But, but as I looked at the pathway that we're, we're walking down right now, we're going into a primary in another election and they've stolen it on both sides, on the machine side, is stolen on the voter rolls, connecting into these ERIC system, then giving radical organizations like Zuckerberg access to that information. And they've stole it on the mule side. And, and I want to show you two, two, two uh, pictures, if I can, and get your thoughts on this. Please. Mr. Producer, the two posts from this morning, one for uh, Newsmax and one for, um, excuse me, one for um, uh, Tucker, Car- excuse me, uh, Fox News. First one, we'll just go with the Newsmax one. It's in the, the on-air comments. By the way, Newsmax is also blocking coverage. It's from Dinesh D'Souza. Newsmax is also blocking coverage of 2,000 mules. I was booked by on Grant uh, Stitchfield's Newsmax show, and then the network canceled on me, criticizing the movie. It's going to be movie, not move, but criticize the movie if you like. But why isn't this a legitimate news story? How can so-called news networks pretend it doesn't exist? And if you go to the next one, Mr. Producer, I'm sorry to say Tucker Carlson and his team specifically instructed Catherine Edelbrock of True the Vote not to mention the movie. And it says below that, Marissa Coppola says, uh, at Tucker Carlson, are you going to mention 2,000 Mules? Have I missed it? What are they doing, Tim? Are they they selling out the American people for money? I hadn't, well, that, that's a really good question and it's probably the heart of the cause of, of the deflection and the indifference. I, I was not aware of the Newsmax um, item, so thank you for sharing that with me. I had read the one where Carlson had told Catherine not to bring up or use the word or term for her documentary. Um, you know, it reminds me of the environment I'm in in Wisconsin, where I have indifference and obstruction from the speaker and from the majority leader, and they ordered the rest of the body not to engage in my resolution, told them not to sign on to it. So when when the speaker goes out and gives his little uh, dog and ponies to try to deflect and, and lie to the people about what, what really went down, he says, doesn't it ever surprise you that Rampton's the only one on the resolution? Well, yeah, because you told everybody not to get on it. That's why they're not on it. It's not on it. They're not on it because it's a bad bill. They're, they were told not to get on it. So what? I guess my answer to your question, Joe, is the effect on me in my little world in Wisconsin is compounded in the media with Carlson and Newsmax uh, to obstruct as well. And I, it, there's got to be compromised situations all over the place where people just don't want to see the truth come out, maybe because they don't know where the line is between who's guilty and who's innocent. 
Uh, that could be a whole other situation. But to continue to deny facts and truth is, is the biggest part of this problem that I chose to have the hill to die on. So here I am dealing with this. Okay, so so let's if 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 we can do this, we we have a couple of clips from the two thousand mules, Mr. Producer. We have cut. Um, well, well, first of all, let's six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah, let's put up. Uh, cut six. You have video in Georgia. We do. Is it video it up, from the presidential election, the runoff election, or both? Both. Do you have video from other states? some video from Arizona. We have recently learned video was specifically turned off on particular drop boxes. In which state? Arizona. Wisconsin, it turns out, even though the rules required them to have video. Did they do the video? No, they did not. There should be video on every drop box. Indeed. Given today's kind of cost of technology, it would not have been that hard to do it. And you sent me a screenshot, Catherine, where you were requesting video and I believe it was the state of Georgia saying this video does not exist and we can't tell you why. So, so you have all these extra drop boxes, Tim, and no video. I was made aware of Wisconsin's um, lack of coverage on March 24th when True the Volt was here and they presented that information to us. <clears throat> that was a shock to me. All Dropbox locations, except for one, were turned off. And the one that wasn't turned off didn't have any data on it. So, no data. No data. So, so let's, then, let's, of course, the Democrat, the Democrat on the committee right away said, well, if you don't have any video, then you don't have any proof, which is probably why the cameras were turned off so they could use that argument that there's no proof. So, so let's let's look at the the tracking of the mules. If you haven't seen two thousand mules, let's go to A seven if we can, Mister Producer. And this uh, just kind of describes how many mules there were that that went to thirty drop boxes, I believe. Thirty drop boxes. Let's let's go ahead and play it. These were very close states, right? What was the margin in Georgia? Uh, Ten or eleven thousand, I think, in the end. In the end. And Arizona also extremely close. Yeah, very close. Um. Then you moved on to Wisconsin, but our initial look was in Milwaukee. Gross numbers were a little down, but the average number of visits to the drop boxes was up. So instead of having only 24 unique visits, I think we averaged 28. I mean, in maybe Wisconsin. I've heard people in Milwaukee are really hardworking, and maybe they just went overtime. Overtime. Tim, what are we looking at? Oh, you're you're muted. Don't make don't make light of it. It's a very very serious thing, and uh, we had a lot of uh, extra drop boxes to be abused in our election because of our speaker and our majority leader of the Senate. It's unfortunate, but it doesn't stop there. You know, I think one of the issues that that you have been talking about is it doesn't matter who wins or loses. What matters is that we the voice of the American people is heard. You still feel that way? I've been about process. Yeah, I've been about process since day one. And even if uh, or when uh, we would get to a situation where we would have a constitutional crisis and multiple states would reclaim their electors and or their ballots, or they would nullify their presidential election, uh, it wouldn't have to necessarily be the the same candidates in 2020. The states would still have to pick a president out of the candidate pool. But um, it's never been about people to me. It's been about the process. We've we've lost trust and faith. I still have people telling me today here in Wisconsin, they don't really feel they should vote because it doesn't matter. So we're not over this yet. It's pushing two years and people still don't think they should vote because it's going to get stolen. It doesn't matter. So the damage is still still there. Well, l let's take a look at this. The, you know, the, the, the people have been told in the Gableman election investigation that the Republicans have been told not to delete evidence. Let's put up A1, Mr. Producer. A second judge rules records cannot be deleted in Gableman's election investigation. A second judge has issued an order directing Wisconsin Republicans not to delete records connected to special counsel Michael Gableman's investigation of the 2020 election. Dane County Judge Valerie Bailey Ryan handed down the order Wednesday against the protest of Assembly Speaker Robin Voss's attorneys who argued Voss can't control how Gableman interprets Wisconsin open record laws. I don't want any records destroyed, Bailey Ryan said. 
I'm frankly amazed that I have to say, don't destroy records that are subject to an open records request. Billy Ryan's order comes roughly two weeks after Dane County Judge Frank Remington ordered Gableman's office to stop deleting records in a separate open records lawsuit. Both cases were brought by liberal watchdog group American Oversight. Deleted records came an issue after lawyers for the assembly office of special counsel said Gableman was deleting records he deemed irrelevant to the investigation. Gableman assembly office of special counsel are defendants in the case before Remington, but not in the case before Bailey Ryan. Bailey Ryan. Okay, so as it goes in, who, who are they telling this to? They're, they're saying this to Republicans. They're having to tell Republicans not to delete data. Correct. So, so it's not the Democrats that are your main adversary in this entire thing, is it? It never was. And that was proven by the obstruction, by the uh, deflection, by the indifference, and by the retaliation on me and my office for getting too close to the truth. My Let There Be Light 5 press release was over the target. My ordinance dropped right on the root cause. It is the Speaker of the Assembly. And I called out drop boxes. I called out CTCL, CEIR, NCSL, and EOLDN. All of these national groups, including especially NCSL, were involved in the manipulation of our elections process and did include um, drop boxes in all these other states as well. So there is a, a, a common denominator here. And the president at the time of NCSL was Robin Voss. So he's he's been everywhere to help perpetuate this uh, attack on our constitution and in this injustice on our country. Well, so so let's let's ask a simple question. Robin Voss seems to be the one that swirls around everything. And as and as we look at all the information related to that, we're we're also in this place where <laughs> where it was really simple. You're basically saying GOP do your job or you should be what? Tim primaried recalled arrested that too that too but you know i thought it was probably the most um appropriate thing that i've heard seen and probably one of the most courageous things i've seen you actually uh we have it here that we can we can put this up we did mr producer a3 gop candidate for wisconsin governor timothy rantham they spelled your name wrong, by the way. Advocated jailing his party leadership for not doing enough to decertify the 2020 election. The judiciary is going to have to start prosecuting up to and including, in my humble opinion, are you filming? The speaker. Said I mean, that in... Uh, those are bold Brookfield. words. Yep. Yeah. Well, so where, where's the judicial follow-up? Where's the DA? Where's the investigation? Where's the... I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh, maybe I can. Maybe I should look into this. Maybe I need to initiate the investigation. Maybe I need to file the, the charge. So I, uh, I was told, like, you, you can't sue members of the same body. That's what I was told. But maybe I need to find out. Well, let's play you <laughs> actually saying this because I thought it was courageous. I think somebody answered yes. And you're like the speaker. Go ahead and play a four. From a judicial perspective, judiciary is going to have to get involved to start prosecuting, up to and including, in my humble opinion, are you filming? Yes. The speaker. Yes. yes. Because, because he is the origin of obstruction in this entire thing. He even hired somebody who found truth as well, and he denied him too. Yes, he did. So the people aren't done with either. There's a big deal on the 30th down at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. These types of groups, I mean, I can tell by your applause, you guys have passion about this. You want something done. You, you, you said. That's not the same shirt, by the way. What's that? Yeah. That's, that's not the same shirt, but I do like flags on my shirt. So, hey, um, yeah, I, like I, I asked if, if it, I, I asked if she was recording because I speak the truth and I don't fear. Uh, saying the truth. And so a lot of people will avoid controversial statements or subjects. And, um, you know, I'm not much for kicking cans on the road here. So we've got a very serious problem, not only in our state, but our country. And it's going to take bold people and bold action to, to resolve it. So um, 
you know, I don't know what's going to cost me. Uh, maybe I don't see I'm pulling myself out of the assembly now. So I will not be in the legislature next session because I've gone all in for the gubernatorial race because the people wanted me to do that. If I don't get past August 9th's primary, I get to stay home and play with my cat. And they're going to lose probably one of the best fighters they've ever had in any public role, especially at the state level or beyond, um, at least temporarily. But yeah, I, I won't be able to, um, I'll be a rep until January and then I'll be out, but I won't be able to, to continue on and, and get closure from the gubernatorial uh, executive office if I don't get past the primary in on, on August 9th, as I will when I do get past the primary, I will defeat Tony Evers and we will have a Republican governor and things will get done that haven't been done up to and including election integrity matters. So we need somebody in there with some stones. I don't know how else to say it, Joe. Well, I mean, I so think the courage is more infectious than fear. And I think we have to, um, we have to, uh, <laughs> we have to start standing more boldly and collectively together. Yes. Yes, I agree. I, uh, I, I walk with the Lord every day and I have a, a peace within me that I'm on the right path. I'm doing his will. And I don't really feel fear at all. In fact, I don't even feel courage. I just focus on what do I need to do that's right today? What do we need to do to get this resolved? And, and the perseverance in that is the driving factor that won't allow me to do anything other than continue on. If that's courage, well, then, then I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I'm courageous. But I just see it as a dutiful obligation. It's part of what I took the oath for. To, to protect the Constitution, not only of the United States, but the state of Wisconsin. And, and my colleagues have not done that it's because they were told not to by the speaker. So, so and, you know, we, we keep seeing these compromises all over the nation, but something happened when the 2000 Mules documentary was released. You've been working yeah. on this for, you know, for, for many months, 19 months. Mm -hmm. You've been pushing towards just accountability. That's it. Just just asking questions that people should be curious for. But the election, the West, the, the Wisconsin Election Commission did something. Mr. Producer, maybe you could put this up. This is uh, A5. The two days ago thing? Two or three days ago? Wisconsin <clears throat> took down the voter roll list and voting history of 7.2 million voters after release of 2000 Mules documentary. What are they afraid of? Truth. Truth. Yep, truth. I think and I, I checked my record. My, my history was all gone. I was told it came back. Uh, I don't know what, in what condition, um, if anything was changed. I think what was changed was the people that had ghost or phantom ballots created off of that list that weren't eligible to vote to create those ballots that were stuffed in the drop boxes. So... That's what I think. So th they did come back and say something. If you look at it, so they said, good morning, Megan and Robert. So this is from Jefferson. We have been getting reports over the weekend that it appears to be a major breach or compromise of some degree of the voting history for the nearly 7.2 million names on the rolls. I've attached screenshots of the account and voting history showing no record and to contact WEC. Please let me know as soon as possible. If you're able to find that involved, highly unusual and mysterious development. Looking forward to hearing from you soon, Jefferson. And this is the morning WC responded, Jefferson Davis. We are reposting here at the Gateway Pundit. They're claiming it was a maintenance issue and that uh, they are fixing it this morning. The Vision Enterprise Technology is a renewed certificate for each and every domain the state owns periodically. At least one renewal did not go through. They are fixing it in the morning. Certificates are an essential component of security and for any site. So if there's anything unusual with the certificate, then communication stops. Hence, my vote can obtain certain types of data from the database. Who, who owns who owns the network? Who owns the data? Who owns the gear? The state, right? You don't mess with stuff that you don't own unless you get approval from the owner. There was no notice that this was going to happen. They just did it. There should have been an approval. The, the, the Minimally, the six commissioners should have been brought into a meeting and told this. Just like when Dominion came in and wanted to do their, their uh, what was the name of their, their, their Trusted image? Bill. Their, Trusted Bill. Trusted Bill. Thank you. And the same yeah. with uh, with ESNS, they had to get authorization approval first before they could touch them, touch the gear and, hit and affect the network. So for them to just do this thing arbitrarily, not tell anybody. Well, uh, I'm just yeah, trying to figure out what you renewed certificate is an SSL certificate because that would not shut it down. The the lack of an SSL certificate would not stop you from getting access to the site or the information. So I'm just trying to figure out what certificate they would be talking about. I know a lot about DNS and 
and uh, security certificates. I'm just trying to figure out the why. And it doesn't, it doesn't pass the muster of this guy who knows about technology. Real quickly, I'm going to do an ad read, if we can, from one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is sponsored by Air Medicare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel, um, spend a lot of time outside, hike, God forbid something happened to you. Uh, but we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported. Health insurance doesn't always cover the cost, and they can reach ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Um, and if they do, you're usually subject to high deductibles. But with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There also is one where you can, uh, if you're in a different state and uh, um, need to be air medically transported back to your home state to uh, cut the burden for your family, they have that program available as well. Um, for being a, a listener of, of Conservative Daily Podcasts, you can simply go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. I do want to tell you that um, I've been a member since the beginning with them. Haven't had to use it. It is fire insurance. Um, but going over there, you hope you never have to use it. But for $85 a year or a couple dollars a month, it's worth it. I could sure use one of those helicopters on that ad. I, I kind of like that helicopter, don't you? It's kind of a good thing uh, this uh, statewide race stuff i'll tell you I, I put 898 miles on saturday alone driving to three different events across the state i could have used a helicopter on saturday hey, so i don't know if you heard about this because i don't think we talked since then but you know i was nominated at the um the statewide primary what is it was it called the assembly uh for governor of colorado um i was nominated by a sitting um current representative in Colorado, the legislature, and uh, another guy that works, I think he's the head of the Republican Party in, in Golden. So they nominated me, and I turned down the nomination, but not before I got up for five minutes and talked about what people really need within our community. It was kind of epic, actually. My fear was is that I'd get up there and I'd win, and then I'd have to actually go through a campaign. And I know that's grueling. So tell everyone how your campaign's going so that if I ever decide to do it again, uh, I, I can just go over and pull out my fingernails one by one first. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be nominated. Um, yeah. That's that's a very interesting story. I was not aware of it, but congratulations. Um, statewide races are a big deal. Uh, you, you have demands constant and places you need to be. And a lot of times they're timed very um, concerningly where they're, they're piled up on each other and they're not ever close together. So yes, I really do need a helicopter. I will tell you that it's uh, expensive. I've got a lot of uh, travel mileage and, and gas. It's four plus dollars a gallon now here in Wisconsin. I don't know what it is by you, thanks to Joe Biden. Um, and I will tell you that uh, one of the things that helps make it possible is donations from the people who see the value of my candidacy, who recognize that I am the real deal and who want desperately me, for me to be the one to cross the finish line. So the donations help me because I'm in the process of revamping my entire website and all of my collateral material. I'm coming out with a whole new fresh look and it's gonna be launched in the next week or two at best, right, right around the time of the convention, which is May 20th through the 22nd, by the way. Um, I have been deemed viable by the Republican Party of Wisconsin and that's a whole nother conversation, but long story short, not all the candidates running the five constitutional positions, not all the candidates have been deemed viable and they may not get a, a chance to speak on the floor at the convention, I will. And I'll be there uh, with, with bells on to knock home uh, the points of concern I have about what's going on in our state and our country. But the donations I would like to ask if I could, as long as I touched on it, if there's anything anybody would like to do to help me finish this task that I started for you. I started this for the people and I wanna get across the line because I know I'll be the best governor Wisconsin ever had. Mike Lindell said that and he was right. I want to prove them right, so give me the chance. So anything you can send through www.ramptonforgovernor.com would be greatly appreciated because every dime is spent to help make access to me easier for you as well as my materials. I want to get the materials to you in a, in a cleaner fashion uh, without shipping costs and perhaps even at reduced costs. I want my product to get out to the people who ask for it because they want it because I'm their choice. You can help me get that to you. So you're, in a way, you're you're giving the money back to yourself because I'll take it to help get my things to you. So it's a win-win for everybody. So, but thanks for letting me get that in there, Joe. 
Hey, no, listen, I, I'm going to support you and I'm going to tell you that I'm endorsing you. I've been doing endorsements. I'll send you a video. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm noted as, noted as a firebrand, but I definitely want to support you and give you as much support as possible, both financially and otherwise. Um, I'm touched. You know, I'm touched. Thank you so much. For that. That's an honor. I did not ask for that. I did not expect it. And that's what makes it so special. Thank you so very much. You know, I believe that courageous people are the thing that's going to bring our nation to a place where we can save, save opportunity for our children. I believe that this is the, this is the, the beaches of Normandy moment for our nation, and we can see the evil. It's, it's so visible that you, you, it, it, it literally is visible. And so I think it's, it's, it's amazing, and it, it gives me great hope. It, and the people of Wisconsin would be absolutely lucky to have you as the governor. You know, you, you, you campaign on the idea of election integrity and people being able to cast a vote and it to count. And so are you, are you walking around telling people, I need you to vote? You, I know you don't want to vote. I know you don't trust the system, but I need you to overwhelm the system. Is that, is that the message that you're sending everyone in Wisconsin? Yes, sir. And thank you very much for asking that. There are still uh, concerned people out there that believe their vote won't count. And, and that's the worst thing they can do is to disengage. So I, I definitely am very passionate about not only uh, voting, but to get more people that hadn't voted out as well. So we can really flood the situation and, and prove that it can work when we do it the right way. I would also tell you that I'm not just about election integrity. The thing about election integrity with me is more about my character, my conviction, my passion, my courage. I embrace injustice uh, like a cancer. I want to eradicate it. I want it to end it. I want to fix it, make it go away and never happen again. So you have injustice around medical freedom, education, not indoctrination, pro-life concerns, government accountability, uh, agriculture and, and business and, and, and being fiscally responsible in state government. I'm equally passionate about those issues as well. So if they want to say, well, Rampton's all about election integrity, the style, the manner in which I've addressed it, yes, very aggressive and very courageously, but that's not limited to one thing. So I'm all over the place with my, my talking points. They're all on my website as well. Uh, but, but to your point at the opening of the show, Joe, you hit the nail right on the head. Without election integrity, we don't have elections. We have selections and we will not maintain a republic the way we have it today. In fact, the way it was brought up and over the years, it won't be the same country for us going forward. We're moving closer and closer to socialism and communism every day. And we need to grab it by the horns and end it. And everybody all hands on deck. It's a number one issue in the state and it's the number one issue in the country. And I'm never going to give up on it until it's resolved. So help me God. So, you know, the, I, I've been reading on things going on in Wisconsin, especially Milwaukee in the inner cities. And uh, I noticed that you're 11 times more likely not to graduate from high school in the education systems within those inner city environments. Um, is this, you know, is this one of the concerns that you have? And are you, are you talking to both sides about, hey, listen, we, we got to figure out what's actually painfully affecting you. And we got to solve those first. We got to get to work in the problem. That's a great question. I met for the first time the new mayor from Milwaukee, Cavalier Johnson. We were at the National Prayer Breakfast last Thursday morning, and I specifically went up to him and got, made, you know, made contact and shook his hand. He's a class guy. I'm glad he's, he's in there. They were, they were two good candidates, but I think Milwaukee was going to be okay no matter who won. But uh, Mayor Johnson is, is a good person, and that's exactly the first thing I said to him. I said, it might be premature for me to suggest to you but I want you to know that what we need to do is sit down and talk about the root cause and some of the conditions that you see that we can work together to fix. I'm tired of talking about this stuff. We need to take action and resolve things. We keep kicking cans down the road. They use them for political fodder to gain popularity and separate us against them. No, we need to come together to solve this stuff, not separate and, and be apart. So merging and joining teams, as far as my Democratic colleagues, uh, that will happen as well because it has to. There's at least 38 assembly reps that are Democrats, and they have Republicans in their districts too. So I, I don't look at them as R's and D's. I look at them as servants. And I need to work with all 99 members of the assembly next session as governor. I need to work with all 33 senators in the next session as governor. So all 132 will be working with me more intimately than they've ever worked with any governor ever before. Because I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in my office. I'm going to be in theirs talking about the issues that put us in a place to make a difference. And now is the time to act. So it's a big deal for me, Joe. I'm very, very passionate about this and I'm going to be successful. And if the people, when the people give me the chance to prove it, 
they're going to be shown that they were right with their judgment. They got the right person in the role at the right time, and that's Tim. So I'm ready to go. Bring it on. Man, I, I'm, I want to move to Wisconsin. <laughs> Not sure I can, well, but you, I want to move to Wisconsin. Hey, I'll tell you something else. If, if you would have followed through with your acceptance of the gubernatorial nomination, it would have been nice to team with you in, in Colorado. I'm going to team with DeSantis. I'm going yeah. to team with Carrie Lake when she takes Arizona. We're going to have a trifecta in the, in the country. you got Wisconsin and, and Florida and Arizona. And that's going to be the trifecta. And I'm also going to work with uh, Mastriano when he wins Pennsylvania. We're going to take the conservative value and getting stuff done and power numbers, and we're going to propagate across the country. It's going to be a contagious thing, just like Courage is. You got to get the people in these roles and you got to get it done. And I'm going to be there to be the catalyst for getting stuff done. And everybody else is going to get the credit. I just want to see stuff done so we can move on and, and take care of new issues because it's never ending in this job. It's never ending. So there's no time to rest. So there's another, there's another thing that came up that I thought was interesting. And that is your, your, you know, your state is the home of the arson in uh, Madison anti-abortion group office. They firebombed the office with a Molotov cocktail. And I, I, I want to read this part if I can. The the, the, the note on the wall? <clears throat> well, the investigators will determine what type of liquid was used on the devices, but according to police, the MFD investigators are still working to nail down the cause because they haven't figured out what cause, causes combustion in the deal. I mean, no, no arrests have been made, despite the fact that there was heavy camera presence and it looks like they identified someone, but nothing has been done thus far. You know, how do you how do you reconcile this? I have a hard time believing that they did not nail down and and get to the bottom of who it is that that caused um, the Molotov cocktail, given all the evidence of of uh, and technology available to them. Well, my only comment on the issue is I know Jelaine Appling personally. She's a class act. She's the president she of Family Action and, and Family Council, Wisconsin Family Action. Um, it's very unfortunate that that message was sent by some unhinged individuals and uh, what they wrote on the wall. Let's put that up about, Mr. Producer. Yeah, if, if abortions Inside. are unsafe, so are you. So are you. I yeah, mean, so that, that's a threat. It's one. That's a bodily That's a bodily threat. That's a an action that needs to be prosecuted for, um, Go down. you know, borderline Good. attempted murder. There it is. If abortions aren't safe, then neither, then you yep. aren't either. And then if you go That's, down a little further, we can take a look at the picture of the inside where they firebombed the office. <coughs> this is what um, peaceful protests look like. <laughs> go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. We don't, uh, yeah, I, I chuckled, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, we don't have peaceful protests anymore, not in this state. In the, and they burned and rioted stuff uh, last year. Um, I guess that's what they do. Um, when they have nothing else to do, they have to lash out and damage and steal. It's terrible. So uh, we also have a cut of Tucker in the firebombing. Um, so let's go ahead and play that. Let's cut B2. What do you make of the coverage of this, by the way? Well, the coverage has been amazing, Tucker. And, um, you know, to see this thing go national, it's been quite an, quite an experience, to be honest. You know, we're an advocacy group, an educational group. We do come at the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. And I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure what would happen after I found out that we had had this, you know, Molotov cocktails thrown into our office, fires ex ignited, and, you know, graffiti written on, on the outside walls of our building. So the coverage has been mixed. I've talked to some media outlets where, you know, basically they said that, hey, you guys did this. It's an inside job. Yeah, right. We're going to destroy our own office. Uh, that's certainly patently false. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I must um, tell you that other than referring yeah. to us as an anti-abortion group, <laughs> um, which we would prefer to be you know, recognized for being pro-life, the coverage, at least at the local level, and I think to some degree at the national level, has been fairly even-handed because we have such evidence. I mean, I'm walking on glass in my office. Uh, we have a major cleanup job ahead of us in order to get back to business as normal. And, and Tucker, may I say, you are exactly right in your monologue. This is fundamentally because we hold a Christian worldview and actually live it out. When I work in the legislature with legislators or when we talk to um, in churches or when we take our message to the media, that is the core issue. 
Well, yeah, and it's a it's a pretty. I mean, you know, not every Christian leader, um, you know, fairly represents. So it, you know, the, I want to point something out. There was a picture of what called thirteen twelve. Do you know what thirteen twelve means? No, I don't. So thirteen twelve in the Urban Dictionary stands for all cops. Cops are bastards. So it's not only that they're attacking the right, or excuse me, they're attacking uh, a pro-life. Um, movement, but they're also, you know, painting their picture that they're closely tied to the Antifa movement, which you're not surprised at. No, no, I was aware of Antifa, but I didn't realize it was the 1312 was all cops are the bees. I, I didn't know that, but thank you. Now I do. Not that you wanted to wake up one day and say, hey, Joe, that's really the thing that I want to recognize, but I figured that it was something you probably yeah. should know. So, no, I, so I appreciate that. Jelaine, isn't Jelaine a class act? I mean, she presented she herself well and she hit, hit the nail on the head. And it, it's, it's a spiritual warfare we've got going on in our, our country and our world right now. And uh, it, it, it reared its ugly head again in Madison at this location that was doing everything it can to help people in their lives, not to hurt. So um, this damaged stuff and this this uh, hate, that's what this is. It's evil and it's hate. And it's it's we got to we got to stop it. You hit it hit the point earlier about saying no. We got to say no, and we got to go after these and hold them accountable. We have to have some some punitive accountability action has to occur, whether it's election integrity or or vandalism on this property. People got to be held out in public and basically saying you guys are guilty, and here's what you're going to get for it. To start sending these messages to help you know de-incent these guys from wanting to do this stuff. So I don't know what else to say. I'm just really distraught about it. It's so. Uh, Terrible. Couldn't happen to a better, better group of people right there. But I think that the, her grace and the way that she handled it is to be commended, right? She's so forgiving. I've seen a couple of interviews um, as it relates to this and the fact that she handles it with uh, such composure and, and uh, compassion, right? Saying, hey, listen, we'll get to the bottom of it. And they, they wanted to rattle her. They've wanted to rattle people across the country. And I've seen videos of some of the, the attacks that have happened in, inside of Catholic churches. And they, they were looking for a fight and showed up and didn't get one. She turned the other cheek. That's, that's Jelaine. That's Jelaine. So I want to quickly talk about a um, endorsement that you got from Brian. But inside of that endorsement, it walks through the things that, um, that you are passionate about. The th reasons why that, 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 you should be endorsed. You were you were endorsed by Born to Ride for forty five, right? George, yeah, they yeah. called me. They called me. And and let me just let me just read to you what they wrote because I was I was I was taken by it. I thought it was amazing. Um, Born to Ride for forty five endorsed you for governor of Wisconsin. You are a conservative candidate. We admire your values and principles. Here are just a few reasons we are we offer this endorsement: making politicians accountable to the people creating jobs in the state of Wisconsin, pro-life, reduce taxes, protect the Second Amendment, support President Trump's America First agenda, defend our borders, and helping and defending our veterans. You are a believer in God, country, and constitution, and our flag. Sincerely, George. George Kalala. Yeah. That's quite the endorsement. That's quite the endorsement. I think that transcends yep. the Democrat and Republican lines. I agree. I, I He just presented it to me. We didn't talk. He called me and said, this is what I want to do, and here's why. What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know, awestruck. Uh, hey, George, whatever you want to say is fine with me. You know, He obviously did his homework, so he hit the nails on the head. It was, it was good. Well, and, I, and I'm, I got to tell you, the primary you're up against, your primary contender, who is that primary contender right now? Doesn't matter. I'm going to win. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that, actually. Um, I'm going to do a quick ad read, and then I'm going to ask you some personal questions because I want people to get to know you, besides the fact that you have a cat. Besides that fact. This podcast brought to you by our sponsor, IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the Internet, may advertisers know a little bit too much about you, you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, IP Vanish helps you safely browse the Internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you do that, you, all your private details, passwords, communications, history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. 
IPVanish for our listeners is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our list with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. The dot slash daily is important. So it's ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and save 70%. So, Tim, I think it's important to get to the heart of the man. You have a cat. Oh, you're you're muted. Sorry, you're muted. Yeah, his, right, his, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a. We have three cats. One's a neutered male. He's an inside outside cat, but he likes to hang out outside. His name's Rambo. And I've All got right. socks. A female. I have socks and Penny in the basement. They're not. Um, they're unsafe to go outside if there's male cats around. Put it that way. So they're they're in the house for a reason. But uh, no, we have three total. But and my wife and I live here. We've been married for. 43 and three quarters years. I've known her right. for 47 and three quarters years. And um, we have two children, uh, Tiffany and Justin, and we have eight grandchildren. Wow. Eight grandchildren. Now, everyone's mm-hmm. still in Wisconsin or they moved around the around the country? Another great question. I, I had moved from uh, here where we are now. We, we built a home where we're in um, in 1980 and we went to northern Illinois and Texas. So we were out of state for about 12 years, three years and change eight years and change comes to roughly 12. We came back, we remodeled it, turned it into a log cabin. uh, And we came back because our family was all here. We were moved away for um, uh, career opportunities. I kept, uh, I was the doctor, Dr. Rampton, we need something fixed. We got to get a good guy. Let's call this guy. And so I started to move to different opportunities to help solve uh, their issues. And uh, then we ended up moving back and I moved back three years before I lost my father, which so I got to spend three years with him before he passed. But, uh, then we remodeled the place, and, and I always knew we'd come back to where um, we were born and raised, essentially. This is where our heart is. This is where our family is. So, yes, my mother's still with us yet. I have uh, two brothers and um, several nieces and nephews. Awesome. And so uh, what do you do, I mean, for work when you're not um, saving the free world and uh, protecting elections? Well, currently, and then I'll go backwards. Currently, I am a school board member. I've been uh, on the school board for, I'm in my 10th year now. Okay. And I've been, I'm in the assembly as well. So for four years, so that's 14 years in the public sector, which is more than any other candidate, by the way, that's running for governor. That's about as far as I'll go with, with uh, other candidates. Um, and, uh, and I'm also running for governor. So I'm a little bit busy right now because I've got oaths that I gave for the other two positions. And I'm also running for something, so I, it's a little bit overwhelming. I don't do anything in the private sector arena anymore, um, as far as uh, responsibilities or, or jobs or, or income. It's all pretty much in the public sector, which is very limited. But that's okay. I don't do it for money anyway. Prior to myself getting into the school district and the assembly and running for governor, I was uh, focused with uh, the public sector. I was within seven organizations over the course of approximately 35 to 45 years. And I say 45 because I did some independent consulting as well. I always went to uh, Fortune 500 for Fortune 100 companies like Apple, uh, Cisco Systems, for example, uh, FNIS, Fidelity, National Information Systems, that was banking. I always was where, where the interface between products and services were delivered to the customer. I was very particular about quality, um, cost effectiveness, um, value and and return on investment for the customer so i uh, wanted to be where the operational delivery arms existed within the organizations and i always raised their bar my focus was tools organization process people human resources finance and audit so those seven spokes of a wheel a company could have problems in all seven areas maybe they only got problems in two i would come in and i would i could assess quickly within 30 days or less where their, where their heartburn was. And then I would apply process improvement and solutions, whether it be personnel or procedure or, or, the, or the mechanics, the systems, whatever they, whatever they were using, whatever they had for problems. And I would resolve them. So I'm a solution-oriented person. I'm very particular on efficiency across the board. So when I started to think about where could I move next after 45 years of basically only working with seven different companies, 
somebody said, you should get into politics because government needs a lot of help. So that's when I thought I'll give the school district a shot. And I really liked the fact that I could work with process and policy and, and tax dollars and do that efficiently, effectively as well, so that we could get learned behavior and status quo mentality out of that arena. And that was working pretty good for me. So then I ran for the assembly and I got in and I continued the process of raising the bar, holding people and process accountable and doing things for the betterment of why you're there to do them, not just to go along and get along. So I continue my passion for efficiency 24 seven, 365. I will never change from that. And um, that's the, the, the mentality I learned when I was seven years old. I used to pedal my bike three miles to go to a farm and work my tail off just so I could drive the tractor to run the wagon out back. And um, I learned a, a strong work ethic back in the day that everything I did, even at seven, eight, nine, ten years old on a farm, or I, whether I'm cleaning out the gutter in the barn or I'm feeding the cattle or I'm we're making hay or combining oats, I worked very, very hard for nothing because my joy was the result of what I did that made the difference that helped the farmer, that helped the animal. And I didn't mind, I learned a lot. And so my my return on investment was the education I received, uh, school of hard knocks kind of, you know, you, know, you go out and you, you work and you learn things through experience, not standing with your hand out looking for, for handout money. So I did it for all the right reasons. And um, anyway, that that's my work ethic and that's my answer to your question, kind of scenic, but hope, hope that answered your question. Absolutely. I think it's important that people know who you are. I think it's important that people know what you're about. And uh, well, and, and I'll add I'll add a couple of okay, I'll add a couple of attributes that I hear about. I hate talking about myself, but when people describe me that either worked with me in the past or work with me now, they'll say leadership, courage, conviction, passion, honesty, integrity, and a very 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 high sense of urgency. Time. Oh, it looks like we lost him. Not if you're called to be a servant. If you're called to be a servant, you, you don't have time to waste. So I'm, I'm very high sense of urgency in all things I do. So that's my answer. Well, Tim, I'll give you the last word. We got a couple minutes. We'll wrap up a couple minutes early. So I got some announcements to make. But uh, I want to tell you that uh, one, we're, I'm going to give you the last word and I'm going to pray for you. So we're going to pray for you before we get off. I think that's, uh, I want to, I want to be able to pray over you and your family, but I'll give you the last you. word. Well, I'm, uh, I'm in this to win it. Um, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with, with winners and, and good team. We're re revamping my, my approach to give us a, a, a new, fresh look. Um, and I'm going to work hard to earn the respect of the people and to earn their vote. And I ask them for their vote. I also ask them for their donation assistance as well. Um, in the past, I never took money. I never asked for money. But statewide races are very consuming, not just in time, but in cost. And in order for me to win for them, I could use their help with the donation. So that's that's my last word. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to pray over you, Tim, if that's okay. But um, also, I want everybody to know the website you can go to is Ramthon for Governor. Com. That's R-A-M-T-H-U-N-F-O-R-G-O-V-E-R-N-O-R.com. Get over there and support, show your support for Tim. So, Tim, I'm going to pray over you. And by the way, I didn't do this till what, three weeks ago, Mr. Producer? It was your bright idea. Yeah. And so we pray at the end of every um, broadcast. And I've got some announcements, so stick around for those. But let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we are so grateful. We are so grateful to be in the greatest country on earth. We are so grateful for the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We're so grateful for your presence and allowing us to, the remnant, to do your will to help restore order and accountability and, and your presence in our communities and in our society. Father, we are, we are grateful for the sacrifices that came before us. We are grateful for our families. We are grateful for our friends. We are grateful for the, the many things within our communities, the, the schools, the churches, the things that we have access to, the, 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 the food on our shelves. 
we, we recognize that some countries don't even have that, and some people don't even have access to that. With that, Father, we recognize that, that there's a great amount of suffering in our country. So I will start by saying, please, please help ease the burden of suffering that many people across the United States are feeling. As you turned five loaves of bread and five fish to feed thousands, please, Father, help it that help these people that they may be able to feed their families. Father, please watch over Tim and his family. Guide him, protect him. Give him the strength to stand up to the tyranny that he faced. Give him the strength to be able to speak truth in the middle of the lies that are pushed around him. Huh. Father, help him to have discernment, to have passion and compassion for the people around him, but also recognize the times at which he has to have strength. Father, please shield and protect Tim's courage. Give him the strength to act in faith and give him the ability to have the stamina to withstand all of the attacks while being able to do your work. Father, as we leave this podcast today, we know that there are many things to be done. Please help us that we can have the time to get those things done and that the things that we do in our daily lives, that we will do so honoring you. Please bless the people of Wisconsin. Give them the ability to see truth. And Father, if it is your will, please help Tim win the primary and win the election in Wisconsin to become the next governor of Wisconsin. Father, please watch over Tim's wife and kids and grandkids and mother that they may have safety and security. They may be kept out of harm's way. And I say these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Okay, my man. God bless you. God bless you. Tim Rantham. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to get a chance to pray with lots of different candidates. We're going to get a chance to have conversations with lots of people. We have lots of people coming on, don't we, Mr. Producer, over the next couple of days? Pretty exciting stuff. I, I want to take a few minutes. You know, this morning we talked with uh, David and Aaron about what's happening in Otero County. And we've, we've got some updates that we'll probably do later on this week. We'll have I, Ivan um, uh, Raiklin uh, back on at the end of this week. And we're going to talk about some of the developments that have happened in the work that he's been doing on election integrity. But I want to take a minute, if I can, and I think we only have a minute, and that is to tell you that we're going to continue to talk about election integrity because it's necessary. So with that said, we're out of time. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Conservative Daily, you can go to, to t.me slash conservative daily, t.me slash Joe Oltman, or t.me slash ash with an E in America. You can see us on Truth Social at Joe Altman, at Conservative Daily, and at Ash in America, again with an E. If you want to see us live, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. If you want to, we're now on Brighteon, so you can go watch our, our, our videos there as well. Smash the Rumble button on your way out. And if you want to listen to us on the drive and the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, give us a five-star review, and share it with someone that needs to hear it. You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 um, to get a reminder when we go live. And other than that, you can subscribe to our newsletter, getting the daily fax box links in the description below. We go live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. And we're live on Lindell TV 2 at 4 p.m. every day, five days a week. I want to tell you that God is at the wheel. And no matter how much we look at it and say, ah, oh, it doesn't feel like we're making any movement, we are. They know that they're losing. And we're at, that, we're at that critical place right now where, frankly, we have to have faith and act in that faith and just know that God will do the rest. So God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.
And until then, kiss your family, love on them, and uh, have a great night.